0: Okay, the next question is from dawn and um, dawn says how can i get my two-year-old gelding used to the hose for a bath he hates being wet
1: <laughs> he hates being wet okay so i guess when, when it rains he might uh, have to have to hide away a bit um my question i'd throw a question back into the air is is he is he a rugged horse or is he an unrugged horse um and and just think about that so treating it as a so so i get a lot of horses now that come to clinics and they spend a lot of time in rugs and um and and people have to be careful with rugs um, for, for a few reasons um i don't want to go on a new subject but it's just, just something to think about for everybody with horses that have sensitive issues um so some horses are frightened of the hose but then if they don't like the water it's quite interesting so i'm just going to throw this in the air just as a it's something to think about if it's if it if, if if you think it's relevant for your horse but so 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 horses spends a lot of time in a rug gets used to having a rug on so the raindrops are going to be sensitive the water's going to be sensitive on it um just like the horses that get really bothered by flies and stuff like that so it's, you know sometimes some of those horses spend a lot of time with a rug on and then when we ride them we take the rug off and all these flies are landing on their skin everywhere and they're like oh geez this is really a sensory overload but not, um But also sensory overload happens from a horse being stressed and um, like anxious, so then they have sensory overload as well. So you know, but but also I I think sometimes because horses are so used to having that coat over them, um, they haven't got used to. It's just like someone from the city, like when my when my brother comes up uh, to the country, like one fly lands on them and they're like, "Oh, the flies are terrible here. There's heaps of flies," and I'm like, "This is nothing. Um, You should you should really." you know, experience it when the flies are bad. Um, and and so, so to me, it's like a few flies land on your face you don't even bother about. It's only when they're thick and crawling up your nostrils that you start to go, well, oh, the flies are a bit thick. Um, but if I lived in in a, in an environment, air-conditioned environment, I'd come out and go, oh, geez, the flies are bad. So so you've got to think about that with rugging. And I think a lot of horses, they get a little too used to having a rug on. So <clears throat> then, rug's not on them when we're doing our groundwork or when we're riding them. Excuse me. So, so then, then there's a bit of a sensory overload, and that could be a sensory overload to water and being hosed, is because, you know, in the rain, he doesn't have to put up with the rain because he's got a rug on, and it just just shell, you know, um, dilutes it, I guess. I suppose the feeling of it. Um, so that's just one area to look into, just for everybody, something to think about as well. Um, and the other thing is, 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 is it's going to be like just um, graded exposure. So something I do with horses is I firstly get them to soften, and i will be just treating the hosing lesson as if, as if um, I'm uh, getting the horse to soften and, and and follow a feel, walk a little bit, walk a little bit, and I'll just have the hose there and and a long enough hose that I can just walk the horse forward while I'm just hosing the ground a little bit, you know, either side of it or whatever like that. Not not you know not 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 a not a big stream of water. Um, and then, and then just gently, I'd just hose and I'd hose. And, I'd, and when your horse is soft in your hand, just moving and its thoughts are coming forward, you might just you know, have the hose somewhere where it looks at the water and it just sort of, oh, yeah, there's a bit of water there. And then, and then um, get a little interested. And then, slowly, you might start wetting its, uh, its hooves and then, and then, slowly, and, and walk it into the water. So, you might sort of try and just hold the water instead of just sort of going back and hosing your horse. While your horse is standing still and it runs backwards just just get the horse moving a little and then just as it's stepping forward it, it walks walks through that the water just a little bit you know uh, where, where you've um where, where you're hosing so it feels a little bit of hose on, on its leg and and then once it sort of gets a little used to that and softens and you'll take the hose away a little bit and put it on and take it off so you're going to touch it for a few not, well, not even a few seconds just a very small moment and then take the hose off and on and off until the horse goes. Oh, that's okay. The hose is not staying on me. I don't have to run off. And then you keep doing that on and off until you can actually just keep the hose on its legs. And then you do that same principle, just working up. You just get it to walk forward, walk it, walk, walk, and then just get let it to walk into the water a little bit on its shoulder on both sides. And and uh, and and you know if it wants to sniff out and on the water, that's fine. anything like that you want to allow. Uh, but like Chikara's, saddle blanket lesson, like a lot of these lessons that I, that, you know, um, I like a horse thinking and moving. So the other option would be, is you come towards your horse with the hose as soon as the horse gets a little winky, you, you know, or nervous or has a hard thought or whatever you stop and you step back with the hose and you can do like graded exposure like that until the horse will let the hose touch it. Um, but I, in education, I like the horse to have given a little to, um in a lesson, so it becomes more educated opposed to us just backing off every time we notice a horse's uh, nervous signals and, and that, you know, like approach and retreat. Um, I, I would actually get the horse to soften and come forward a little when I notice a little hard thought. And then the horse realizes that following a feel or, or our idea helps it feel a little better opposed to when the horse notices something, we take the pressure off, then it's almost like the horse doesn't have to do anything to make itself feel better. And I think in, in the wild and in, in learning, it's important horses uh, know that they can do something to help themselves feel better, opposed to do nothing and the pressure goes away and then they relax and then the pressure just comes back again and, and then, you know, and then until they can, you can touch them with whatever they're scared of. Um, so I, I always like a horse to have a something to do. So when I feel it brace or look at the water um, funny, I'll maybe move the water a little bit and allow the horse to follow the field towards the water as the water's moving away from it. So it doesn't have to get any closer, but it has to think about the feel and do something. And then eventually, you know, in, in, in increments, you're just on and off and on and off with the water over its body until you can, you can, you can put the water all over your horse's body and it'll be okay with it. But, but if it is a rugged horse, I will say just maybe trial it, put it out in the paddock for, for a while without a rug on and um, just let it get used to nature, get, get it back with, the, with, with, with what it's supposed to feel out there and then and then it won't be such a big um uh you know a, a big deal to it when when it has that rug taken off for for, for when you've got to do stuff with it so yeah but a couple of angles and i say you might it might not be a rugged horse it might be no problem at all, but for anyone else it it, it, it it you know something to think about but yeah i hope that helps you out
0: Okay, the next question is from Naja. She has um, a, well, she knows about this green seven-year-old Andalusian mare. Her friend unfortunately got dumped when the horse started bucking when she leaned forward on the right eye to feed her a treat. I hope your friend is okay, Naja. Um, So Naja's been messing with this horse and she's found that she has a massive trouble with transitions um, from her left to right eye. So she's just basically more generally wary in her right. She will park to a mountain block beautifully. She can relax there and then she will eventually let her bring a leg over. So I guess she can get off, but she gets spooked suddenly. She can't really pin the problem down as she reacts when something moves in a certain angle or when it comes directly at her right eye. What are your ideas?
1: Yeah, this is, um, it, it this imbalance is common through a lot of horses, but when it comes to more of a, Really tricky in balance. There's some that are really, really tricky, and um, the worst case scenario. I've had a few pretty bad ones that, that as soon as they just get you on, on, the, on, you know, or catch you on that other eye or the, the eye that's not so confident, um, they really spook out. And then once you've sort of got them used to it, they're they're okay. But you know, you might have had to do something every day to like I said, graded exposure with the last lesson, expose them to that eye. Because uh, if you just sort of suddenly get them out of the blue, when, when a lot of their thought is on, on, on through the other eye, it's a big surprise to them and, and, and they become very reactive. And, and that, that, eye, that, that eye that they don't want to see you on or they get spooky on uh, tends to get worse when they're under a bit of pressure. So when they're completely sort of centred and feeling pretty good, then that's the time when you can sort of wean them into looking at you on both sides. But then you've got to get them to be able to do it when they're under a bit of pressure, as in, as in, you've got their, they're a bit up a little bit, they're a bit stimulated, but then they can also search and think towards you on that eye when they're a bit stimulated. And I think over the years, that's where I've learned to deal with these horses better, as you know, it's not just about being quietly getting them used to you sniffing you on that eye and things like that. It's, it's getting them used to um, being under a little pressure and, and directing their thought through that eye and having you there and being okay with that and then being able to switch to the other eye um, with their primary focus um, without getting too spooky. So um, what I would would probably tend to do, and when you, if you're getting over and riding or doing anything like that, then basically every lesson starts with, I'm gonna let you look at me with your good eye and then I'm gonna take the good eye away from me and you're gonna look a little bit with your not so good eye and then I'm gonna take you back to your good eye and you show them that you take the horse back to the good eye and back to the bad eye and then slowly um, as the horse is going left, right, left, right with its head. And that's where you do just a little bit of lateral flexion. This is the time on these, these kind of really tricky horses where I tend to let them stand and just look a little to the right, look a little to the left, look a little right, little left when you're behind them. Uh, The other thing you can sort of really do is every time you're in a situation where you're behind those type of horses, you really try and uh, cross from one side of their tail to the other. So they have to cross over and cross out, and they get used to having to do that all the time. Um, So a lot of your groundwork and your, your, you know, your leading work, you'll get to a stage that you can walk from the hip or let even get the hip further out ahead of you that you're trailing along behind your horse. And then you just might put your hand out on the right side or the other side of their body and and then you'll do a leading lesson on the other side where the horse walks right past you and then you'll be on the other side on their hip so you've gone from the left side and then you do the right side and then you'll do the same again so you, you you know you're kind of showing the horse that you're on both sides of it until you can walk behind it for instance with just one long rein you know or one long rope behind it like you were going to long rein it those sort of lessons really help those horses but it's kind of building them up for it you might spend a lot of time on that on on the, um, on the not so good eye, just getting the horse to follow you and your feel and just look at you and follow and follow until it relaxes on that eye. And then you just sort of go, thank you for relaxing. You don't ask it to go any further. You just let it float in that position where where it relaxed. And then you might uh, have have another go and get it to come a little further till that eye relaxes, just little things like that. Uh, um, But ultimately the next stage is going to be, I'm going to stimulate a bit of anxiety. So you might pop a flag a little bit and get the horse a little worried, and then get it to follow the feel into you on its bad eye, and follow you and and, and like hunt you, and you'll feel a little bit uh, as you're leading it, so it softens and comes in with you on that side while you're moving, and you do that on both sides that you can worry it a little bit, and then and then and then your horse just follows that feel in and um, and gets confident it. it finding and searching on that side whether it be searching into the rain searching into you and and as you're walking backwards or something like that so that that's something i, I would also do a fair bit of so that so you're encouraging it to search through that eye um not just kind of descent not not desensitise, but not just go oh i can get down that side i'm going to go away i'm going to go in i'm going to go away i'd, I'd be encouraging the horse to think and act and and, and things like that and then you know, back to the riding when you're doing bending left and right a little bit, then once you've walked off, the thing that I would do the most of, I wouldn't let the horse walk. I, I, I would, well, I would, but um, what I would tend to do is at a walk, before you go any faster, I would do a lot of left, rein to right, rein to left, rein to right, rein to left, rein to right, rein to left, rein and, and so forth um, in increments, just little like little baby serpentines Um and, and so the horse is going left eye, right eye, and they don't completely lose you all the way with that outside eye, just a little bit. And then very, very quickly, they come back and they, so they don't have to be there for too long. And then as you feel them soften and start to get, I, I, I'm, I'm cool with this. I can look at you left, right, left, right. Then you uh, um, put more depth or, or more turn and more angle in that turn. So you'll say now bend and the horse will lose you with the outside eye for a little longer. And then you say, but that's long enough. Now, now you can, Find me with their other eye, and uh, and and then basically until uh, you could almost go right back around and around, you know, or, you know, almost right back around on the turn, and then come back around to the other eye, and you just keep building those turns until your horse will softly follow one rein one way and one way and the other way, and you just work on that, and then 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 you let your horse straighten out and go in a straight line for a little bit. And then test the rain when the horse has gone straight for say 10, 20 meters. Test, test, test the bad side, test the good side. But, um, and and you just keep working on that. So so when I was starting a lot of horses, what I what I would be doing on these horses, so I'd be riding them through the forest around things all the time, just having them rolling around that way, rolling around that way until they get so used to losing you with one eye, catching you with the other eye, having two eyes on in a straight line, all those things that that it just becomes easy peasy to them and they they, they become accustomed to it though so when they do have to really think about a spook out there like a kangaroo jumping out then they've got you they're okay with you back there they can focus on that lose you a little bit emotionally for a bit while they worry about that over there and not go oh crikey they're still on me and my bad ice like i can't have them on that side and yeah anyway good luck because it is tricky but if you if you I've, I've found just by working through it and addressing it that it usually straightens itself out so yeah good good luck
0: I remember um, Mark, you working when you were starting horses, and um, quite a few of these would come up. And some, on some of them, it would be quite quite noticeable, quite a big issue, wasn't it? And it would take you—you'd really focus on sorting out that, and um, then being comfortable on that whatever eye yeah. it was. You used to just really focus on that, but for a long, a long time till it was right. It's a big one, Naja. So, um, so good luck with that. But Mark, I have a question with what you were just saying. Um, so this horse is spooking because um, it sees something on, on the eye that it's not comfortable with. Is that kind of like it's too much in its worry cup, so it tips it?
1: Yeah, too much in it. So, so when it, it, if the worry cup's already a little bit full, um, then that's when this, the, you really notice the um, cracks, the, the, the cracks as in that's when you'll find the horse will really worry on, its, um, on that eye if it's already got some worry in the cup and it just puts more worry in it. Um, If the horse doesn't have a lot of worry in the cup, then it's more likely it might be able to cope with a little bit on that side, on that eye. Um, But yeah, it will be adding worry because it's just like the horse can't deal with it. So if anyone watches horses closely, uh, when they're working them, like a lot of horses have like a strong look eye, like, and you know, so there was a a, a cult that I was um, training once and, he was really tough on one eye and didn't want to see me on one eye. And I, I I thought I had the imbalance sort of right. But then when I'd ride up the laneway, if there was mares on this one particular nervous side that didn't want to look me on, he would go through that eye and he'd want to go and see the ha- the mares. But if I rode the other way up the laneway, when his left eye was on the mares, he'd be like, oh it's just a mare's I'm a bit interested. But um so it was like he had a strong focus eye. But his strong focus eye was actually the eye that he was frightened of me on. And that sort of threw me for a while until I sort of started to go, well, it's not as, as simple as it seemed. You, you know, you think sometimes horse wants to look at you with their, you know, because if they don't, if they're a bit nervous of people, they want to look at them with their eye that is good, that that, that that connects to the side of the brain that's good at analysing all that. And so they, you know, they go, oh, I'm going to eyeball little bit more of that person on this side but i don't want to see them on the other eye as much because because this side tends to um be better at it and then we're we're encouraging them to be able to do it evenly but sometimes it throws you when they've got an eye that they want to go through to go places but they don't want to look at you out with that eye so that's that's an interesting one and it can can throw you a little bit but anyway just something to throw in there
0: (laughs) Wow, it's, it would be great to talk to you more on that another time, Mark. It sounds like a fascinating area. Okay, the next question is from Chloe. She has an Appaloosa pony mare that used to be fine with her cleaning her hind hooves until recently. Now she moves away every time I run her hand her hand on a rug and she pins her ears. So when I get a chance to pick them up, she kicks back and forth until I can't hold anymore. How can I rectify this?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Um, she's obviously started to realize that I, I have a feeling she was obedient and she picked up her feet but maybe she wasn't quite comfortable and slowly something's kind of she's realized that well she can have an opinion and she will and and then now that because she's got to a stage that she's kicking and 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 you know releasing the pressure then she's you know that's what that's the stage when they think that they're starting to educate us they're saying I'm going to kick and you're going to move your hand away good I've taught you to Move your hand away, sort of thing, um, and and then the, the obviously the um, the problem will, will get worse. Um, but you have to address the feeling behind the problem, not just the um, you know the the obedience. Because I'd I'd say like most obedient horses I see, they stand there, but they're going on oh, still not happy here. And then if something goes wrong, then over time progressively things get worse. Um, so you've you know I would tend to go back, and here's us here's a subject we've just been talking about. The eyes of a horse. Uh, there's a there's a video that of um, it, 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 me working a, a, a horse, um, and it's it's a bad kicking thoroughbred. And unfortunately, the day but the day was a it was a hot day with a lot of flies, and, and she just come in a bit of Steinbrew, so I had to be very careful in the lesson. But um, she's a very bad kicker on one side, and I spent a lot of time just getting her to 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 pay pay attention to me softly on on that particular eye. Cause when I went down that side, I noticed that she'd sort of just look away and just look out over there and, and not engage me on that side. So, so I spent more of the lesson getting her to engage with me on that eye than I did um, worrying about the foot uh, only to get down to the back foot and find that she's going to have a soft eye on me when I, when I start to handle the back foot, because I want to know that she's allowed me and she's given, she's given, um, given means not submitted given means uh, like an example of giving, I'll, I'll give you a, probably an example so everyone can get the right um, uh, picture in their mind of a uh, give. Um, so, so there's, I want to walk to a horse trough, for instance. I'm a horse, I want to walk to a horse trough. Um, uh, sorry, a water trough. Uh, there's a couple of horses that are in my route, my planned route when I'm walking there because I'm just looking at the water trough and I just want to walk straight to the water trough. So one way is I can look at every horse that's in my way and push it out of the way and get to the water trough. The other way is I can just cast my thoughts to the water trough and quietly just walk. And then a lot of times the horses will just give you space as you walk past knowing that you're not threatening them, but they just know you're walking the water trough and they're just going to move a little. Um, So that was them. one, one, one scenario was me taking a, horse's space and them just taking themselves away from me the other one was them giving me space okay so when you go back to the hind feet and and areas on a horse when you hold your hand on their hip you want to feel them give that side and just give it and you see a lot of horses they still pick up their feet like they're taking their foot away from pressure or they're snapping it up a little bit because of the way they've been taught to pick up their feet they're they're taking it away uh, opposed to giving and softening and allowing somebody to handle their foot so you really got to think about that and i would say she's just been sort of putting her foot up going i've got to hold here but um she hasn't truly been giving on that side or the other side when she's been when you've been when she's when she's had her feet picked up so so i would do a lot of what we've been doing uh like even with jakara's saddle blanket lesson um which which is i want you to walk with me and walk by me and soften and i'm just going to stay at the front up uh, and you're going to be at the side a little uh, so and then slowly you're is going to go past me and I want to feel softness until you can walk your horse right past you and you can run your hand down as they're walking past all the way to the hip and they're soft and they move softly they don't freeze they don't stop some horses as soon as as soon as you get to a certain point when you're open they have to stop and they only let you handle them properly in some areas when their feet are stopped that's not a good sign because if their feet are stopped well that means they're not going to soften their leg because they need their feet to stay braced there and stop um so that's why you need them moving past you so their feet are free their minds free and then when they soften and loosen and walk past you on both sides like that that you can touch their hip a little bit while she you know while the pony's walking past you just touch a hip down that side touch a hip down that side and she's loose and she's walking well to her it felt like she was walking past you opposed to you walking down her side because you were leading backwards and then gently using your arm to get her to lead by as you slow down a little bit. And she just kind of led past you until she allowed herself and softened and went past you with your encouragement from the leading. Um, And then when, when, when they do that, generally they're pretty good at, you know, rubbing down their, their side and they can move freely and of course you've seen them move. And what you're also looking for is that the hip doesn't start craving away when you get to a certain position down their side. the hip starts crabbing away and they can't walk a straight line past you they, they're evading you there which is they're, they're telling you i don't like you there so i can move away and this is why i tell people if you if you can't read your horse's emotions through every signal that tells you in its eye and its expression and just get it to move its feet and its feet will tell you because the feet will go i'm going to step away because once they stop freezing they will move in a slightly evasive way so as soon as you see her walking off to the side, when she's walking past you, you know that she's evading you, which means if she was standing still and you were picking up her feet, the first thought of movement would be, I'm going to pull away and cause I want to evade. So that's why I do a lot of the walk past me before I even pick up the feet. So I know that the horse is not evading me when it's moving, it's just softly moving by me like I'm a tree and no bother. And once it can do that, chances are, when you go back to that hind feet, Back to that, back, back to the hind foot again. She'll be a lot softer, and and then because she's moved beside you in a non-evasive way, in a non bracy way, when you go back to handling that side, she'll be a lot lot looser and softer, and and the, and and be more willing to to yield in the feet. So the next thing when you want to go back to the feet, what you would start to do is you would start to um just keep pay attention that she's soft and, and thinking if you see when out of the corner eye when she's standing there you look over and you see her starting to look away and and just look off into the distance when you're standing down that side then you pick up a little feel on the rope until she brings the thoughts back and then you say thanks I need your attention I need you really focusing on here and you make sure that she's thinking about you all the way down to the hind foot and, and you know so you dress that on both sides and then a bit of touch and go touch and go touch take your hand away touch take your hand away and then eventually you just hold your hand around a hip or just somewhere between a hip and her hock and just hold there and just put a little bit of feel on it not a lot and just wait and if you feel her just loosen that side just take your hand away and say thanks for loosening and that's when she's starting to give that leg and soften it for you before you even go down to picking up so you just wait there and put lots of smiles in your body and your mind and just smile and just Stand there waiting with your hand on a side, on you know down down the hip somewhere, and she'll loosen that side up, and then go do that on the other side, and then then basically go down to the fetlock and see if she'll loosen that hind foot up. And it's a long way of getting the foot picked up. You could sort of get it done in a few minutes with a few ropes and and that sort of thing, but but that's not, not necessarily the right thing for the horse. What's right for her is knowing where she started to get uncomfortable and frightened of it all, and then started to fight. And, and, and finding out where that is and then it makes you a far better horse person and it makes you a much more confident horse. Yeah, thanks, wow. for, thanks for the answer. Thanks for the question.
0: Mark, it is wonderful to listen to you yet again. Um, Chloe, those um, videos that Mark was referring to, so there's a quite, an, it's quite a long video that's on uh, Facebook and YouTube. You can just search for it and it, it is about picking up a horse's foot that, that particular mare had to get sedated to get her feet trimmed and Mark walked in and, and was able to work with her feet in a fairly short space of time in, in that lesson. There's also a training video I've just, it's on our membership site, which is specifically about how to pick up a horse's foot. It is on a young, phone of ours, but it does go through um, Mark guiding you the steps of that sort of moving around um, as he was explaining. So for anyone out there, thank you so much for listening to us uh, yet again. And if you are interested in watching some of Mark's training videos, we do release new ones every month and uh, the membership site is bulging with fantastic videos for you to have a look up. So jump on, it's a seven day free trial. All right, we will see you again in a fortnight. Thank you, Mark.
1: Thanks, Jane. Thanks, everybody.